0: And here we are. We are live. Hey, friends. Welcome to another edition of Coach's Corner, a very special uh, edition today. We have in studio Mitch Axelrod. we got a really, really great show planned for you. Lots of good stuff. Stay tuned. Be ready to take notes. We're going to give you a lot of great uh, content coming right up. Is it Hello, everyone. I told you we're going to have a great time. I promised you last week we were going to have a really good show and I and, uh, really worked hard bringing you good content every week. And I'm appreciating all the feedback I'm getting, too, from so many of you who uh, come here on a regular basis and, and uh, love the content, love what we're being uh, we're sharing with you. Today we have something special. And it, it deals with uh, a lot of things. I think coaches are challenged with this a lot of times. You see that if you look in any of the coaching... Uh, groups on Facebook. One of the questions that comes up a whole lot is what do I charge? Well, it's a hard question to answer, right? Uh, You know, I I started out in coaching and I was charging $75 an hour. And I thought that was a lot of money because the bar that I had set in my head was $125 an hour is what lawyers charge. And I'm not a lawyer, right? I don't have that kind of education, that kind of training. So I thought I'll just start off my, my coaching at $75 an hour. And I was selling the hour like a lot of people do and I wasn't selling anything. (laughs) Nobody was buying anything. And I thought it was kind of weird. And it wasn't until a little bit later on that I realized that I was so undervaluing what I was bringing to that hour. It wasn't just the hour, it was the value I was bringing to the hour that it started to change. So things got better when I got it to $100. And then I finally got over the $125 an hour limit. And I said, boy, can I charge as much as the lawyer charges? And uh, sure enough, I could. And then I went higher than that. And then higher than that and higher than that. And when I got up to over $1,000 for the the session, um, I really started to sell a lot of coaching. When I got to $1,750, it really took on a different, uh, different flavor. And, you know, raising that value, raising that value. And we're going to talk, Mitch is an expert in this kind of thing. And one of the things he's done over the course of his career is work with companies large and small. He's worked with coaches. He's worked with sales teams. He's worked with, uh, you know, Fortune 500 companies. Helping them understand the value of what they provide in a different way, rather than, you know, it's just a widget and here's the value of the widget. Truth is, what can the widget do for you is a better question, right? So he really helped them do that because we get in business myopic. We see things the way we see them and we don't see beyond that. And it's always good to have somebody to come in for a second opinion and give you a different perspective on things. So Mitch has been doing this for multiple decades, and I won't count how many, uh, (laughs) as respect for Mitch. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of expertise. Like I said, he's been on some of the biggest stages with the biggest names in the industry. So it's a real blessing to have Mitch with us today. Mitch, welcome to the show.
1: Why, thank you, Robert. It's always great to be with you. What a set you've got here. This is gorgeous. So I'm psyched to get into conversation and... Lots of good stuff to talk about here.
0: We really do. And uh you know the we promoted this is uh you know getting paid what you're really worth and it was one of the topics that we covered in the last time we were together but I really wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that today because it's something I think everyone struggles with. They have no idea what their value is on the market. And, you know, they price themselves all wrong and they wonder why they're not making sales. And it's not always because your price is too high. It, sometimes it's too low, uh, as was my experience. So uh, let's dig into that topic. And, and you could start off, if you want, with uh, one of the stories where I think it, w- it was a fascinating story and how you figured out what you were worth.
1: Well, um, <clears throat> I'm of the opinion. I can't. It's just an opinion. That really none of us know what we're worth, right? I have a saying that really rings true. You don't know what you're really worth until somebody is willing to pay you more than you would ask, right? So a good I'm, way of putting it. I'm sitting with a VP of sales. Uh, we're talking about a project, and this is 30 years ago. This is how I learned about value and just got a glimpse into value pricing, you know? So I'm sitting with a corporate executive and uh, we're talking about a project and he says to me, Mitch, we have $100,000 for this project. And like, you know, normal, I'm sitting there thinking, OK, this is maybe about twenty-five dollars or $30,000 I, I would charge. He said, uh, so uh, we have $100,000 and instead of just throwing out a number, I said, well, how much of that have you put aside for me? And he says, well, we wanna pay you $70,000. Is that good? And I was taken back and shocked and I had to bite my tongue and I looked and I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. And in that moment, I mean, I was almost... It's
0: a hard decision, right?
1: I was almost <laughs> tempted to say, well, wait a minute, I would only charge you 30, you know? But then I thought, if I were going for a job and I was looking for the best company to pay me what I was really worth, I would shop around and what I discovered is that I was pricing it based on what I thought the project was worth. He was paying me based on what he thought my value was. That was the first time I understood the difference between charging what you think you're worth and allowing somebody else to make an offer to at least establish what your value is to them. and that changed my whole perspective on business, on money. on. I walked out of there and I said, why does he think I'm worth twice what I would charge him? Because he wasn't looking at the money based on the, the cost or the time. He was looking at the value to him and that he wanted it done and I was the guy to do it and he was gonna pay me what he thought I was worth. That changed my life forever and from that point forward, I literally never price myself now. Uh, I've learned how to uh, have that conversation to at least establish what is my value in their eyes. And then when I do charge, I know if it's too low, too high, if it's fair, it's in the ballpark. So that was the trigger. I learned everything from my clients. I, I ask a lot of questions and I find out things. So uh, you know, there's three different levels of value, and I want to talk about that today as well.
0: Good, because that's what my next question was. It's like this idea of value. We're throwing this word around, and it's hard sometimes because people will look at value, and they say, well, an hour. And, you know, if, if I'm McDonald's, you know, the hour worth $5, $10, whatever they think. Minimum wage is not $10 anymore. Is it it's 15 Is it closer to that? I don't know. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't play in that realm, so it's hard to remember these things. But when you look at it, you say, it really isn't the hour that you're getting paid for. It's the value you bring to that hour, right? There are people who get paid tens of thousands of dollars for the hour. And you say, how in the world is that even possible? And it's the value proposition. So let's talk, Mitch, a little bit more about this value idea, because I think that is really critical if people understand.
1: Yeah, so... Um there's really three dimensions of value when you think about it. There's you, okay? And you actually are the most valuable part of a value proposition. Why? Because you're unique. You can't be duplicated. So I have a model of pricing. The highest level of pricing is experienced pricing. And if you can get, to a level of experience pricing meaning an experience of you you don't have to go uh, climb kilimanjaro Uh, you don't have to go on a rafting trip Uh, but you give people an experience of you that's most unique that's self-value self-worth if you will okay that's intrinsic then you have market value market value is you get paid based on the results you produce or unique talents that you have, or whatever uh, tangible evidence of reward you can get, and that's tangible value. Then there's intangible value, and that's our thoughts and ideas. So think about this. Some people get paid for who they are, just who they are. You get celebrities, they don't really bring anything of value per se, they don't produce results, they'll get paid fifty dollars or $100,000 for an appearance. So some people get paid for just who they are. The majority of us get paid for what we do. And then we trade our time our expertise or uh, whatever it is for money. And we establish a value in the marketplace. That's tangible value. And then some of us actually get paid for what we know. All right. And some of us, like myself and the people I work with, I'm teaching them to get paid for what you see. And when you get paid for what you know and what you see, you're not locked into a price structure. It's really whatever that is worth to the people you see or, or you share that knowledge. And so you, you elevate yourself from time and project, which you determine and you figure out what it's worth to value and experience pricing. That model alone, just being aware and alert to that, it lifts your lid. You know, we all have a lid on top of us in, in terms of what we placed on ourselves, a mental lid. And when you break through that lid the first time and you get above that pricing that you thought you were worth, it's like being on a mountain and breaking through the first plateau, the clouds, and you see there's a huge mountain above you and you're just at the first level. And so a big part of this game is not just getting paid for market value, but getting paid for who you are, what you bring to the game, and your ideas. And sometimes your ideas, which are are really intellectual property, intellectual value, are worth a fortune, and that's a realm I play a lot in.
0: Yeah, and you know when I got past my hundred and twenty-five dollar, uh, you know, cap is what I thought I would never be able to to sell coaching beyond that. Um, it was it was like wow, there's a whole world ahead of this, and it could be you know a thousand dollars for a session, fifteen hundred dollars a session, then 1750 dollars a session, and it was eye-opening because I never thought it was uh, able to go that high. One of the things that helped me a lot um, uh, during that process, Mitch, was that. I recognized that the value wasn't the hour. The value was what I was teaching, right? What what I was bringing to the client. And the changes that I would bring to them didn't just occur to them for that day. When you make the change, when you help them through breaking through something that was really stopping them or helping their business get to the next level, that continued. They had that knowledge base. They had that experience that they could use again and again and again. And it wasn't until I future paced that out and I said, well, what's that worth over three years, five years. What if they kept doing that for 10 years? The numbers are astronomical. Then it became like, oh, I can see how I can charge more for that hour. I get it now. Well, uh, as you know, one of my
1: favorite quotes is, big doors swing on little hinges. And I look for the little hinges that open the doors. And so when you think, you think leverage, right? So I look for levers. And as Archimedes said, you know, give me a lever and a place to stand and I can move the world. And this is this game that we play is all about figuring out where are those levers. So there are a few things that contribute to your value. All right. One is your skill. So think about the lifetime value of the most valuable skill that you've developed, If you track it out over a lifetime, whatever that skill is, and multiply how much money you've gotten paid, pretty valuable, right? Mastery pays a lot. So skill building and continuously building your skills uh, is a uh, a must in today's world. Second thing, your tools, your toolbox. Um, Just like a master craftsman or a maestro or a painter, can take an old beat up toolbox and paint a masterpiece. But if you give an apprentice a shiny new toolbox, and they don't have the skill to use the tools, they sit there and they look and they wonder and they can't really open the toolbox. So it's important that you build your skills and your toolbox. If you have old tools, if the tools are dull, uh, maybe you need new tools, maybe you've outgrown your tools. The third area is your canvas, all right? And I said it metaphorically. Your canvas is what I like to call your playing field, like your arena, all right? And how you pick that field of play and the plan, your game plan, how you go about playing that game is going to be critical. Being a great player in the wrong game is death to getting paid what you're really worth, but being an average player in the right game can elevate your positioning. So, picking the right game, being in the right field, it all matters. And then finally, you are the wild card. Uh, how you select your plays, like I like to call it, how you run, you know, the, uh, a guy named Vince Lombardi, uh, the greatest coach uh, in the era of the old football, and he said, you got to get brilliant on the basics. If you get brilliant on the basics, you can tell the other team exactly what you're going to do and you can do it anyway. So we put a lot of emphasis on you and on you getting brilliant on the basics. And and so those are kind of the elements that m- make up your worth. And the more you establish uh, a high level of skill, the better you use new tools, and the better you paint on the right canvas, the more likely you're going to get paid what you're really worth.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. Let's get into um, a story or two, because I know you've worked with so many customers over the years. I'd love to hear from you, uh, you know, one of of the, the case studies, if you will, or something that you've done where these things were applied, where the company didn't realize the value uh, maybe of what they were selling or what they were offering, you came in and you saw something that they weren't seeing and what the result was. Because I know some of the things you had, uh, have told me in the past are, are quite astounding.
1: Well, I'm going to start with a small fish and um, then I'll go to a bigger story. So just recently, we, we were in training uh, every week. And in our training, one of the guys, a uh, young fellow, has an IT company. So he had a proposal sitting for weeks, and the proposal was to do a job, and he was gonna charge about $1,500 or uh, $2,000 a month. Over six months, it was gonna be about 12 grand. We told him, we showed him how to go in and ask the right questions to ask the guy in the company, if you had to bring on board somebody to be an employee, what would you have to pay? Compensation package. And what he realized is that uh, essentially this was a fifty thousand dollar position for the company if they had it in house. So he went back and he proposed twenty two thousand dollars, and the guy said, "Absolutely, no doubt, it's a bargain." And so just by understanding what his client saw the value and what that person would have hired the the compensation package, he figured fifty grand. 25 grand for half a year, minus you know uh, perks. So he came back at 22 and the guy loved it. And what he realized, obviously, he got paid almost twice as much just by not proposing a project rate and finding out what that company would have paid an employee to do the same job. Now that's a simple example of somebody on a relatively small project,
0: right? Um, well, you know, it, it does fit, though, because a lot of the people watching are, are coaches and small business owners and such. So that makes a lot of sense. And let's and, say you're the big example.
1: Well, the, the big example, um, the, we've, we've done about $3 billion of revenue, okay? But the biggest, shortest jump happened way back when uh, a mortgage company, they were doing um, about an 8% closing rate and they were spending a million dollars a month in advertising. I looked at their entire process. They, they talked to their people, their prospects for three minutes and then closed. And I said, you guys are all backwards. Let's redo this. We extended the conversation to five minutes. It was all questions. And then we asked the magical question, are you ready and committed to go forward because they understood enough about the customer to see if they were qualified and ready or not. Their rate, uh, closing rate went from 8% to 15%. Uh, They went from 47 million to 80 million in one quarter and they eventually got to a $500 million company using my training and they sold the company for $163 million and the only mistake I made I didn't ask for a success fee. I learned my lesson.
0: <laughs> yeah, after, after the fact, right? It's easier to think about that. Gee, I should have done that early on. Yeah. Wow, awesome. Okay, so, let's, keep, let's keep digging in here because this is good. I think I like, uh, I like a lot of these, these case studies because it really gives us the ability to see, not just hear the philosophy of something, but actually see it uh, in action. What else you got for us? Let's dig a little deeper um, here.
1: Let's see, let's talk about, oh, very important. Uh, I have a client, well, he's not a client now, but for years. He was uh, a 67 or 68 year old guy when he got back into business. He had retired, he was a great golfer, uh, scratch golfer, got bored, said, I want I want to get back into work. He got into the insurance business, right? So he's at the bottom of the barrel because he never had to sell. He was always the guy making these decisions. So he called me up, he said, Mitch, help me. I don't know what I'm doing which is a great thing because you got to be humble enough to ask for help when you need it. All right. There's only so many times you can bang your head against the wall until you stop and say, please help me. So we talked about uh, a whole lot of things. We spent about a year together and in 18 months, he went from the bottom of the barrel to the top of the table in the insurance industry. All right. So when I asked him, What's the secret? I like, how did it happen? He said, Mitch, let me tell you, I'm a scratch golfer. If you want to be the best golfer in the world, would you rather have the best set of golf clubs or the skills of the number one golfer? I said, Well, of course, the skills. He said, So that's what you do. You gave me the skills. And the confidence to be the and the confidence to be the number one in my business, everybody else is selling golf clubs. I said, "Oh, Steve, could I kiss <laughs> you?" That was great. And and like we have great golf clubs, but again, if you're an a, a apprentice, if you're going out and you're weekend hacker, there's only so much you could do with the best golf clubs. So we focus on skill building along with providing you with the best golf clubs you can use.
0: So we have coaches watching. And, you know, one of the challenges we have in the coaching industry is we have a lot of brilliant coaches out there, brilliant coaches. They can do magnificent things. But when it comes to promoting themselves, they have a lot of challenges with that. So they have the skill, but they Mm -hmm. don't have the selling skill, the marketing skill, that kind of skill. So what can you offer them as a a bit of uh, advice that might help them out?
1: Uh, I was them. I was them. I started in this business over 40 years ago. I knew nothing about marketing, but I knew a lot about service. So because I'm kind of an unconventional thinker, I said, what if I could turn service into marketing? And I developed something called second opinion marketing. So basically my marketing was simple. I had a business card. It said the sales doctor which was a moniker at the time. And I had four words, want a second opinion. And everybody I handed the card to knew exactly what I did. Second opinion on your sales. I'll look it over. I'll give you an opinion. If my opinion is better than the first, maybe you want to look at working with me. If my opinion validates the first, guess what? Go do, keep doing what you're doing. That was my marketing. And it was incredible because... I didn't have to worry about language and hooks and all the stuff that I didn't know. All I had to do was focus on what I did know, which is to serve people. And then we developed an entire marketing strategy I've taught 100,000 people how to do second opinion marketing. So sometimes you just kind of have to adapt the game to you rather than you adapting to the game. And that's a big theme through my work, which is called the new game of business. The new game is selling, the new game is service. So for me, it was never comfortable, your pen or mine, trial closes, handling objections, none of that. So I got rid of all that stuff. I said, let me serve you and then let me deliver and let me serve you some more. So I came up with a phrase, my mantra, since I've been 16 years old, and it's really true. I love and serve people and they reward me with their money. And there's no lack of people out there who want to be loved and served. So you might look at turning service in in a certain way into marketing and then giving away for you, your people to take the next step with you was very effective for me.
0: I love the idea because if you think about um, so many coaches and so many small business owners, we're all being told, you know, this is what you need to do. Here's the funnel. Here's the email sequence you need to send out. Here's the autoresponder you need. Here's the shopping cart you need. Here's all of this technology. And what I find is it trips people up. You know, I'm very fluent in that world. So I've been doing this for many years. But there are a lot of people who just aren't. And when as soon as that comes up, it's a stopping point for them. So I like this idea of saying, hey, let's, let's focus on service. Because coaching, that's easy. Uh, any business can focus on the service. Let's be better at the service. Let's increase the value. And you don't have to worry so much about the marketing because what happens is then you get word-of-mouth marketing, don't you?
1: Well, and that brings up a very important point because um, word-of-mouth marketing is not only better in terms of the quality of people you meet, uh, but it allows you to find out what other people say about you. Uh, Very often, I work with people who have created their USP, unique selling proposition. And I say, well, how do you know that it's really connecting with people? Because you don't ask. You just put it out there and you hope it works, right? So I say, let's do something different. Let's create a USA. What's that? Your unique service advantage. What is it that makes you, your company, your service, your uh, compassion, whatever it is, what makes you unique and different? And there's only one person who can give you that answer, the customer. So I'll give you the most important question of the first of the five questions of service that I developed 30 years ago that has produced about a quarter of a billion dollars all across the board, big companies, little companies. Why did you buy from us or me? Very few companies, very few coaches, very few entrepreneurs ever ask their best customers, let alone enough customers, why do you patronize us? In your words, I did this years ago. I asked a client, why you have consultants, trainers, in-house. Why you hire me?" He said, you were the only one that came in here and talked about market marketing, sales and service as qu- one holistic process rather than three departments, and you got us to broke, break down the, the walls. And now we're better able to attract, convert, and keep customers. I said, oh, can I say that? Yes. (laughs) So when people say, Mitch, what do you do? I say, my clients tell me I'm really good at helping them attract, convert, keep, and multiply customers. Which one of those would you like to do better? And that's it. And, And I'm off and running. So... Your clients will tell you amazing things. Almost all of my big breakthroughs, the pivots, the new ideas, the new paths and programs all came from understanding what my clients want and need and having conversations with them.
0: Yeah, and the truth of the matter is, is, like I was when I first started doing seminars as well. I would always send, you know, give at the end, you know, get the order form for sure, and then after that, I would give them also a little survey, a little questionnaire they could fill out, and I asked them the questions: What did you get out of the seminar? What was great? What could be improved? And it gave me so much feedback. And I was able to, every time I spoke, I was able to make a little adjustment, make a little adjustment. I got better and better and better at it. Uh, You know, when I first started in, in 1995, I had no idea what I was doing. And over the years, I just got better because I was asking. I was asking them how they were receiving it. It's so hard as a coach, as a business owner, to know how the customers are receiving you. How are they seeing you? How are they reading your messaging? How are they, you know, we've got so much in our head about what we're doing and how we're doing it. And, and, you know, we know all our pitfalls. We know all our weaknesses. It's really hard to promote yourself. I get it. You know, we're all there. And then, you know, if you, I love this idea, Mitch, you can go out and you can ask your customers, Hey, how are you perceiving what it is I'm doing for you? Your customers are getting breakthroughs. Their life is changing. Their business is better. What is it that I do that is really working for you? And, that is something you can use uh, in your marketing to find even more clients going forward.
1: It's so true. And, you know, a lot of what, what we do and we teach is very simple. Uh, in fact, the first five words on my book, the, my best selling book, The New Game is Selling Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And that was Leonardo da Vinci. So I'm all about simplicity. And really, when you think of it, a lot of stuff is right in front of us and we just don't see it because we're looking past it. We're looking in some different direction. So there are three really critical things that I look to talk about when we look at what levers to push, all right, or what levers to pull. ABCs, back to the basics. ABC. A is attention. That's where you're looking. Where do you look? B is bias. Bias is how do you look? Everybody has bias. We all have bias, but what's important is that we know our bias. We know how we look at things so that we can then say, okay, I know how I'm looking at it. Can somebody help me see it with a different angle? You look at the same thing from a different angle and it looks completely different. And then the C is for clarity. Clarity is how much of what you look at do you actually see. And of the three things, the clarity is the most important. Because if you're looking out at at opportunity, but you've got clouds in the way or haze in the way or you've got diminished uh, ability to see what's there. Again, a lot of times companies, people pay me for what I see because they don't see it. It's not what I know and it's certainly not what I do. In fact, I would rather get paid for what I see and what I know than just what I do. Because what I do can be quantified, you know, per hour, per project, but what I see and what I know, I can move into value pricing. So, A, where are you looking? Attention. B, what is your bias and can you look at it a little differently? And C, do you really see all that's there, or could you use somebody else to come in and say, hey, here's some glasses, and now you can see more clearly? So we filter a lot of things through that, and when we work with people, they have amazing insights into what they're not seeing that they could be seeing.
0: And I think it's really true, too. We're talking a lot about uh, you know, larger companies, but even smaller companies. When you're in your business for a long period of time, this bias really becomes like fog. And it becomes really difficult. I should come closer to the microphone here. Uh, it becomes difficult to really see where the, the opportunities lie. You know, the, Everyone talks about, hey, I can come into your business. And I can find you know, an extra $10,000. Anybody can do that. That's the easiest thing in the world to do. I've done it over and over again. Mitch, I'm sure you've done it over and over again. The truth of the matter is, is that you really need somebody to say, okay, where are the blind spots, the things you're not seeing, that you could open up, that could open up new doors. Maybe there's new product. Maybe there's new complimentary product. Maybe there's a service you could offer that you're not already offering. Maybe there's a partnership you could find with another company to offer what they're offering as part of your offering to make your offering even better. And you know, there's, there's all these things that bringing somebody in like Mitch makes a big difference because they could see those kind of things that you may not see because you're just too darn close to it. Let's talk a little bit about partnerships. I know you have been, uh, you know, really good at finding and, and merging two companies together. Hey, you've got the popcorn. I've got the butter. Let's get together and put a nice package together. Well, I'm glad
1: you brought that up, Robert, because um, one of my, I have another program that I did about 15 years ago. I, I don't like labels. I'm not a fan of labels like coach consultant. I mean, it's good to know that, but it always creates another question. Like what type of coach, what type of consultant, what type of trainer, All right. So it's better to language things um, in terms of the outcomes and the transformation that you use or or that you create. So I'm in two businesses. I'm in the transportation business. I get people from where they are to where they want to be. And I created that phrase uh, 44 years ago when I got into business and I, I didn't want to tell people I sold life insurance. I used to joke about it, it's the fastest way to clear out a room. So I said, I'm the transportation business. Whoa, a cabbie? Or you drive a truck, you look like it. No, I help people get from point A to point B financially. Where would you like to go? One thing you notice, I always make a statement, and I follow it up with a question. And if you get your USA down, by asking your clients, why do you buy from us or me? Then it becomes very easy to say, my clients tell me what they tell you, you do. And then the question right after that, is that something you would like, all right? Simple formula, works every time. So I'm in the transportation business, and so are you, and I'm in the transformation business, and so are you. Why? I found over the last 44 years, people either want to go somewhere, they want to get something, they want to have something, or they want to become somebody else, somebody better. So we focus on transformation and transportation. Uh, a, a man I, I really respect, I met him a few times, we were in a meeting together, Marshall Goldsmith says, you what got you here won't get you there. All right. Whatever you've been doing up till now, more than likely is not going to get you to the next stop on your journey. And that's why for 40, 35 years, we've been playing the new game It's to give people a new way to think about the value, um, to think about marketing. In other words, how to lower your cost and get a higher yield on your marketing by attracting hungry fish. Uh, New selling, which is become the number one trusted voice of choice in your sphere of influence. And change the game from closing a sale to gaining commitment. New service. Service is all about uh, creating an environment for people to want to come back for more. So that your value of your lifetime customer goes up and you can turn service from an expense department into a profit center. And all that leads to new money. And new money comes from multiplying your ROI your return of investment, referrals, endorsements, joint ventures, as Robert just said, and which almost nobody explores. The possibility that one of your customers could become a partner in profit. Meaning that you might have something that's so good that your one of your customers might like to actually turn it into a new profit center because they have an audience of people that would be ripe for what you sell, all right? And all that culminates in what I call new value, getting paid what you're worth, knowing what you're worth, and less do, more see. And, and and that's the progression that we look at. And in each one of those leverage points, uh, at least one of them, you've got at least 10, 20, 30% more value than
0: you're probably getting right now. This is good stuff. I really like this. Good, good, good. Thank you. So. If I'm looking at uh, everything that you've presented here, this is, this is a, <laughs> really a boatload of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of things to think about, especially as a small business owner. Um, you know what would you suggest would be the next step for them? How do we get a second opinion? How do we learn more? How do we move forward?
1: Well, uh, we are reopening, which years ago we had something called the Players Club, all right? Uh, the new game is selling has been uh, around for 30 years, and we just reopened our new game is selling online platform, and uh, it has all the video training, all the materials of we call it the billion dollar playbook, uh, because of what's in this playbook has created a three billion of revenue, and if you if you look at about a hundred thousand dollars as a number, all right, and you think about. What is your upside? Uh, I like to say your upside is inside, not outside. And you don't know because you probably put a ceiling on it. What is your real upside? So our intention is to help you bust through whatever level you're at so that you can see some air above it and realize that you're only uh, one step away from the next step. All right. And so if you think about whatever multiple of 100,000 you want to look at, what kind of impact can you have on what you're doing, your raw numbers, all right? There's three ways you're really going to change things. Either your salary is going to go up, you're going to charge more in fees, or you're going to sell more, all right, which leads to more profit. Um, And to sell more, uh, you have to attract and convert highly qualified hungry fish, as I call them. And that's what we help you do. We help you find the highly qualified hungry fish so that no matter what bait you drop, it almost doesn't matter. You have a pool of hungry fish, you're like piranha, and they're just swarming to have what you offer. And then the third thing is we focus on what are the levers that will boost revenue and satisfaction? Because let's face it, um, There's a a tremendous lack of satisfaction in business today. About 70% of the people that work for companies would work and move somewhere else if they got a better job, not just for the money, but for the ability to release their talent. I like to say, don't shrink a person to fit a job. Expand the job to fit the person. So what we do uh, is we help you expand you so that you can get paid more uh, both internally, intrinsically, and feel good about what you do, and get paid more reward in the real world, intangible return. So that's what we focus on. And if you think about 10, 15, 20%, 25%, sure, you could take a moonshot and do 100%. But if you did just 25% a year in three years, it double your revenue. And if you do that with no cost, because everything we teach is a no cost method, then the profit is very high. So we look to say, hey, we want to find the little hinges in the big doors that will open the big doors so that you get fast return of investment and then forever return on investment. And that's our game.
0: love it. Love it. So, uh we did. Mitch and I were in studio a couple of weeks back, and we were talking uh, a little bit deeper on these topics. We went, we went. I think there's one video that's 40 minutes, another one's another 30 minutes. So there's a lot more content for you. And um, I want to give you the link to go have a look at that. It is free, uh, but it, it kind of leads you toward really understanding a little bit deeper what Mitch has been talking about here today. And there's a link I've been putting it up. Uh, link to dot media slash Mitch M I T C H. And if you go there, it's going to take you to a page and there's going to be a video on there. There's no opt-in, no credit card required. You just go there and it's going to take you right to that page. And you will be able to, uh, you know, watch that first video. And then once you're done with that, there's a button that says next video. Click on that. And there's a second video for you to watch as well to give you more content, more context, if you will, uh, for what Mitch has been talking about. Because, you know, if you think about it, it will help you build your business without uh, spending any money, without spending more money, without uh, having to invest more in your marketing. It's just fixing and fine-tuning the processes you've already got in place.
1: Yeah, I uh, so just so you know when you get to that page too, there's a, a green button that says start now, and then that button will take you to a video where we're going to tell you what we do to help you accomplish what we talked about today and in the videos that you watch. We meet weekly. We have a training gym set up. You come, you work out, but you don't have to bring any sweats or uh, exercise gear. There's no heavy weights and, or treadmills, thank God. Uh, but, you know, it's a place where you can practice and hone your skills. And then we give you an entire platform of singular, modular training so that, let's say, uh, you want referrals today. You don't want to have to read through a whole book to get referrals. We have set up. So you go right to the referrals, watch the short tutorial, grab the worksheet, and you're literally out getting referrals a half hour later. If you want to attract hungry fish and you really don't know what your unique selling advantage is, we give you the worksheet, you watch the video, the tutorial, you're on the phone literally a half hour later asking your customers the five questions of service. So this is not like a big course or a big program. You go right to what you need and the rest of it is there to take advantage of for the rest of your life. Kind of like an Encyclopedia Britannica or the periodic table of sales, if you will. Uh, you
0: know, it's a little bit like if, if we were to take everything that you knew and put it into a membership website, that's really what it looks like. And, you know, I, I love the fact that it's more like a buffet. Uh, you can go and just pick a little this and a little that. I want a little bit of the crab. I want some steak. I want the pizza. You know, whatever it is you're, you want. And and you can put it into action right away. There's a lot of stuff there that is uh, very easy to digest. Some sort of the videos are pretty short, too, right? There's only They're
1: all about uh, eight to 15 20 minutes at yeah. tops, um, and you can watch them at 1.5 speed because I like to talk fast and you can still understand me, so you can get more done in one and a half times.
0: Love <laughs> it, love it. Anything else you could share with that? Because that looks, uh, looks like a good
1: Well, I would, I would encourage people to watch the, the <laughs> videos, take notes, um, and then go back and review your notes. The whole idea here is not to change what you're doing. I don't believe in coming in and revamping everything. You should continue to do what works. But wherever you feel like you could make a little tweak here, a little tweak there. And sometimes you can't see it. It might be too close. You get somebody else to point out, hey, there's gold and then there are hills. There's money on the table that you're leaving, all right, not to grab all the money, but that's money you're, you've earned and you're worth it. And so we wanna raise your self-worth uh, at the same time we raise your net worth. And, and that's our game. So we look to give you fast return of investment, forever return on investment. And our philosophy can be summed up in one acronym. And this is our, really our driving force. In fact, we trademark this, RIPE, results, in uh, improvement, progress, experience results, transport you from where you were to where you are. Improvement transforms you from what you were doing to how you're doing it now. Progress transcends from where you were to where you are, but experience transmutes you into a different person, from the person you were to the person you are. And if you can give everybody an experience of you where they walk away and say the five words somebody once told me, I want more of you, then you know you've made an impact. In today's world, you're either going to be indispensable and irreplaceable or, unfortunately, you're going to be invisible and irrelevant. We want to help you become the trusted voice of choice to become irreplaceable and the only game in town. So if you hit those buttons, go forward and let us know what you like and let us know what you don't like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good place to start. I've been through that. I've been through it myself. I've been through uh, some of the video trainings, really good, good, great content in there. Um, It's really helped me reformulate some of the things that I'm doing. And, uh, you know, like I said, the first two videos are free. So you can go in, you can have a look and get some more training. If you like what Mitch had to share today, I encourage you to use that link link to dot media slash Mitch and you can get there and uh, the videos are right there. No opt in, no credit card required videos right there on the page and you can start watching right away. Mitch.
1: Last words? This was fun. Oh, yes, this Robert. This was fun. It's always fun with yeah. you. And look at this beautiful studio. <laughs> I've, I have really, it's as, as nice as any studio I've been in. And I've been in major studios. and. Uh,
0: thank you. But
1: I feel more comfortable here. Yeah, it's, no stress, right? Yeah, no stress. <laughs> Just the most comfortable place to have a conversation. Our, so, our
0: director is not so too tough on us. <laughs> that's right. And he's amazing
1: <laughs> at moving things around here. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. And we uh, trust you got some value.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for watching, friends. And we will be back next week with another edition of Coach's Corner. Got a special guest lined up for us, something uh, very out of the ordinary. And, uh, you know, I'll give you more information as we get closer to that. But do check us out next week as well. Thanks for watching. We'll see you all soon.